You know, stamps are going up to 66 cents. What am I going to do? <laughs> that won't stop me. Well, Is that what they cost, they really? They won't stop me. As of January something, they're going to be 66 cents. That's my number. You know, like you gas. Know, is, that, is that your number? That's my number. I'm never going to mail. That's not my it. number yet. I'm not going to mail anything for oh. the rest of my life. You know what? As I open my drawer here, yeah. I use so few stamps. Look at how many. I have a hundred here, I think. Well, stamps. You're, you're, Ship you're, them along, over. you're along with me. You have a drawer. You play office. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, you guys are back on the air. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Fred Aloney's hardware and guns. Joe, do you, do you have any Buzz Lightyear stamps, though? I never did. I never went with oh. Buzz. <laughs> I got, I've got all the muscle cars. I got sheets of those. Oh, that'd be cool. I, I didn't see sheets those. Sheets of hey, those. Uh, guys, and I've got here. some Yogi like. Bears still. I, you know what? Look, I got three Yogi Bears. Yeah, left. I got I got about six left. <laughs> Dear God, I got Scooby Doo. I got Mariachi. Yogi's not popular anymore because everybody used them. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if I could find them. No. <laughs> yeah. Fratelloni. Time, time to do the show, huh? Yeah, Fratelloni. <laughs> I got stripper dollar bills to deposit. <laughs> <laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1218, the first show of 2024, January 3rd, 2024. 46 degrees was the record high on this day. That was back in 1880. And 26 below was the record low on this day. That was back in 1887. Hmm. 1887. This is, yeah, here we go. Well, this is cool. We're using <laughs> equipment from 1897. And now, from the mayor's <laughs> office above the boathouse, here we go. Shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hyde in the newsroom. And of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushir. I would like to propose to you, the staff, the prospect of going about 2024 differently than we have in past seasons. And I'm basing this proposal on a letter written to the editor today of the Star Tribune. Okay. And I will read it. Let's go. And I, in all seriousness, uh, the headline of the letter is Most Read Opinions, subhead, That's Not Who We Are. Reading the January 1st list of the most read opinion pieces of 2023 left a very sour taste. Based on most of the opinions and associated comments, one would think we reside in a very dysfunctional state. Allow me to offer a more balanced opinion to begin our new year properly. We have built a state that is known for our work ethic, pragmatism, and healthy lifestyles. This year, both CNBC and U.S. News gave our state a top five ranking for places to live. These weren't aberrations. National polling consistently places us in the top five states for many important livability factors, including labor force participation, economic opportunity, Fortune 500 companies per capita, education and ACT scores, 
happiness, places to raise a family, and life expectancy. We have worked hard at investing in benefits for the common good, and it shows. Most important, we continue to lead the country as the nicest state in the union, something our country desperately needs more of right now, signed Mark Anderson Wyzetta. And I propose to you, uh, is it possible that we could make ourselves think that way. I envy this fellow. Mm. I'm being very serious. Okay. I envy this fellow that he's that blissful. <laughs> uh, and it could be a function of of the show that we're not as blissful as he is. But I am envious. I don't see anything that he sees. I don't see anything. Let's. In fact, I'd like to break it down. Please. Uh First of all, I'm not so sure I accept any ratings from CM, CNBC and U.S. News. I would believe there's a built-in bias there. Uh, labor force participation. Uh, I see too many places desperate for employees, which would suggest nope. to me yes. that, that too many people are not working. Right? Yes. Uh, economic opportunity. Well, I won't dispute that. There's always opportunity. All right? Can I stop and correct a tiny thing that you said, though? You may. The, <clears throat> the part about people still looking for a lot of employees, a lot of that is true. But I was talking to somebody recently saying what we're going to see is business owners making decisions based upon all of the stuff that started to be enacted yesterday, or in, excuse in, me, on the including first. the family leave. The, that's chief among them. Yeah. So anyway, continue. Sorry. Fortune 500 companies per capita. Yes, we have a handful. Education and ACT scores. I could not be more in disagreement with them. Everything I can glean from public education is a complete failure. In Minneapolis and St. Paul especially, yes. Happiness, that's that's arbitrary. I can't judge who's happy and who's not. Right. Which one are you? Places yeah. to raise a family. Uh, I, I think there are plenty of good places to raise families in this country. Maybe we're among them. All right. Uh, life expectancy. Uh, he, he notes health, too. Well, we just bent over backwards to make pot legal and without an outcry from the same people who were anti-smoking. So I, I don't understand that disconnect between the availability of drugs and health, but uh, apparently there are people who have convinced themselves that, that uh, marijuana is good for your health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, in some cases it can. Maybe work. if you're sick, if there's... Yeah, you have pain. We have uh, worked hard at investing in benefits for the common good, and it shows. I I don't know how it shows. Could I have some help there? Does anyone? Anyone? Um, how does it show? We have parks. Is that what he means? And bike trails? And that they show. I know where they are. Okay. Uh, I mean, what what does show mean? I would suspect he means <clears throat> that uh, the, the, the investment in benefits we've made are proving to have great results. 
Okay. But as far as parks are concerned, you've got a picnic table out there in a, uh, in a playground. Yeah. What do you have? Those aren't that uncommon right. around the country. Right. And then he, he falls into what I consider this false narrative that we're the nicest state in the union. Oh, I, nice. I, I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. <laughs> and and uh, I've run into nicer people uh, in, in er- other areas. I think Minnesota nice is not at the same level it was in the past, though. Uh, but we could go that road. We could go down that road this year. And we would not... Uh, worry about Tom Emmer who's coming up today or Claudine Gay who's coming up today or the people who survived the mac- uh, the miraculous Japanese airliner disaster which which would not have been survived in this country. I would not be uh, concerned that uh, how many people in uh, the uh, Department of Education in Minnesota make over $200,000 a year that you're paying for. Apparently, a fellow like this, and I'm not indicting this fellow at all, I tell you, I'm envious of him. Uh, I'm envious of his ability to, to see such positivity. Uh, but I see the, all those people making two hundred grand a year, and I, I'm wondering for what. Uh, and I see all these expanded public cabinets in Minneapolis and St. Paul and showing nothing for their their existence. No what, accountability. What have they accomplished? Uh, so uh, I guess I'll take a vote. Uh, John Height, do we go uh, do we go this route where we see nothing but positivity for 2024? I think we could see more positivity on the show, but no, I don't. I'm not fully on board with this guy's letter at all. Rook? Um. We're going to tell it like it is. We've got to give you the current conditions on this show. But as far as positivity, uh, what I what think, can we find that kickback is positive, I guess? Well, and I think we did try that, thanks to Schoonover and Positive Thursday. And that was really pretty, much, work, a, pretty much a disaster. <laughs> Chris, where, where are you on this, Chris? I couldn't disagree with this clown any more than I do. Well, not a clown. No, no this, that's not, let's but, leave, let's leave I'm, that out of I'm it. T- okay, I won't single this guy out, but since you read his letter. Yeah, but I didn't call him a clown. Okay, I'm tired of so many people who reside in this state who insist on telling me that everything is just grand, and look at how wonderful everything is. I, I'm sick of us turning I into I want to see that. But yeah, I'm but- sick of us turning into the, we're the place where everyone comes to with their handout. I'm so tired of that. Aren't yeah, you guys? Everything isn't good when you're raiding a Walgreens or a Target, and you're not, you're not punished and for it. I don't care that Better Homes and Gardens had us listed in the top five. Pl- That's meaningless to me. I don't care. Yeah, I don't, so... This positive attitude doesn't seem to be taking it, hold, It didn't Joe. really yeah, uh, pass the two-minute mark, did it? <laughs> no. Right. no, it didn't. Yeah. But that's, okay, but that's almost exactly why we're in the trouble that we are. But uh, apparently a fellow like that doesn't see the trouble. Then they're not paying attention, is my opinion. I think one of the tr- principal problems we'll have, if you don't feel it today, I predict you'll feel it tomorrow. And if you don't feel it, I'm using tomorrow metaphorically, and if you don't feel it tomorrow, you'll, you'll feel it eventually. And that is, we are governed by people that have displayed very little fiduciary responsibility. 
And what they've done is not sustainable without a constant increase in taxes. Yeah. It's just not sustainable. Mm-hmm. You can't take an 18... We have created the need to come up with $18 billion more money than we did two years ago. Every two years, we have to come up with $18 billion that were not come up with, that weren't come up, that weren't present two years ago. And I'm not sure that, well, I am sure that's not sustainable. No, it's not. And we've elected people who, in my estimation, not not Marks, in my estimation, do not have uh, my interests at heart. Uh, they have they have their own interests at heart, and they have their own visions. But the more money they take from us, the smaller citizens we're becoming. And you mentioned the the paid family leave. Mr. Fratelloni and I broke it down a little bit yesterday on our show. And places like Fratelloni's, places like Hubbard Broadcasting, already had this type of program available to their full-time employees. And that's great. And if you aspire to get to a job that allows you to... But we keep having this thought that we're supposed to take care of every single part-time person that works a job throughout the state. That's well, not the way that that's not the way it works. And given who we've elected to the legislature, that falls under the rubric of the oppressed versus the oppressor. And the people we've elected view somebody with a business as an oppressor. And the people who have to work for him or her are the oppressed. Therefore, we're here to champion you the oppressed people. They don't give a damn about the guy who owns the business. He's an oppressor. Merely by the fact that he built a business, right, right. he's an oppressor. Capitalist. And so now, if you if you start to legislate by virtue of either you're the oppressed or the oppressor, there's no end to the draining of the public trough because you're going to take more and more money because you continually defined new categories of oppressed people. Uh, we hmm. talked. Uh, I know we talked about this when it happened, but it's worth repeating because it just started yesterday. Or sorry, I keep saying yesterday. Two days ago, in California, Newsom uh, increased the minimum wage to twenty dollars an hour starting April first for for part time fast food workers. Okay, what is a subway sandwich going to cost? Did you listen to the show yesterday? No. Oh my God! Because that's what we talked about. I oh. took so that's where I was going. On Saturday, we went down to the Christmas light at Slippy Park in Mankato with our family. Festive, me, me, the wife, festive. and the kids. She said, hey, let's stop at Subway on the way home because that's what the boys want for dinner. No problem. We stopped at the one on 169 as you're heading out of town. They're the most common. They're the most plentiful fast food franchise in America. Yep, and I there love Subway. There are more Subway. Subways than any other fast food They're franchise. They're great. It's quick. You're in and out. It's It's fantastic. I bought two foot-long subs and a Diet Coke for me. What kind? $43. Well, the CP and I stopped at a lonely Subway outpost on the way down to Chicago. We got two sandwiches. Uh, I didn't even, I got water. Uh, she got a pop. It was 28 bucks. I, I, Again, this isn't an anti-subway. I'm not ripping them. Neither am I. They're, they're doing what they need to do because they have to support, you know, the, the fact that, 
$6 mayonnaise now costs $20. The fact that they I used don't to, know what mayonnaise costs. Well, but the increased cost with everything is my point. That's why they have to charge with their this I'm not ripping Subway. I'm just saying we this this can't this can't be. We can't keep living like this. Now, lest anyone I, okay. make the mistake uh, <laughs> in thinking that uh, I would be in the camp oh. who believes Trump could solve these issues, oh. I am not. Uh, I could not be more disappointed in the behavior of our own Tom Emmer, for example who uh, now has officially endorsed Trump. Emmer has no testicles, or the <laughs> testicles he does have are in Trump's Waf- pocket. Wafer thin. And Emmer, Emmer, you are, uh, you did you put the call into him? I did. Uh, and email. Fighting chance he won't come on with us. That's one of our problems. Especially now. We get a lot of people that won't come on with us. Uh as recently as late October, Trump railroaded Emmer from becoming Speaker of the House. And this is Emmer's response. He backs this psychopath criminal. Tom, in the past, has been um, pretty common sense on board. I don't, know what ha- I don't know what happened to him. Well, he's always been a Trump backer. He's never backed off from Donald Trump. Dateline, October 24th, uh, D.C. Bureau of Government and Politics. Dateline, October 24th, 2023. U.S. House Republicans Tuesday voted to tap Minnesota's Tom Emmer as speaker following five rounds of ballots. Let me pause right there. And you'll remember how excited the local news anchors got? Oh, one of our own is going to be the Speaker of the House. It lasted about 10 minutes. But Emmer quit the race just four hours later after he was attacked by the GLP's most powerful figure, Trump. After beating six candidates, Emmer, the number three Republican, faced an uphill battle to coalesce more than 20 hard-right Republican holdouts loyal to Trump, who took to social media after the vote to warn that electing Emmer would be a tragic mistake. He never respected the power of a Trump endorsement or the breadth and scope of MAGA. Trump wrote about Emmer on his site, Truth Social. He is totally out of touch with Republican voters. And Emmer, you ballless fool, you come back today and you endorse this fruitcake? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. All Minnesota Republicans have endorsed Trump. The uh, All the House reps endorsed him yesterday. All the Republican House reps. Now, I, I know that many of our loyalists are angry at me for having this position. That's too bad. But before you email me, uh, I, too, want a president to eradicate DEI. I, too, want a president to uh, encourage the uh, acquisition of our own resources, our own oil. I, too, want a president who believes that uh, climate change is being handled poorly and is merely a social agenda. I, too, want everything, virtually everything Trump stands for, but I can't take it from coming from him. Mm. I just can't. 
He is a foul, foul, miserable human being, stunted at growth, stopped intellectual development at the age of seven. I want nothing to do with him. And I and here we have these these obsequious acolytes bowing at this guy's feet rather than standing up to him and getting rid of him. Right. But what? when we're faced with one of two options. I can't play that game. They both have to go. But that's what's going to happen. I don't care. I'm playing my own game. They both have to go. They're both horrible, horrible choices. And that's what this once great country has come to, that I'm supposed to sit here and say, well, he's better than Biden. They're both lousy. Anybody, Anybody seeking to fill Biden's shoes is lousy. There are people seeking to fill Trump's shoes who are not lousy. So where was I? Emmer. Positive Thursday. Emmer, you are uh, an incredible disappointment that you have no ability to stand up for yourself. The guy knocked you, the guy sucker punched you and knocked you out of the speaker race in five hours, and you're crawling back today to endorse the guy? What a, what a word I can't say, unless we're on the council. Unless that's the word you've already <laughs> used earlier today. God help us. I, honest to God. Now, there's no positive way for me to look at any of that. You know, I, I don't know what, what the Mark Andersons of Minnesota do confronted with a story like this. Perhaps this has no impact on him because he's a blissful uh, liberal that just loves the yeah. way things are going. I, I think you're right. Yeah. From reading his letter, he probably is. He wouldn't like Tom Emmer no matter what. And Tom Emmer was, was a reasonably normal human yeah. being. Yes. And mm-hmm. you succumb to this temptation wielded by this phony. I just... Well, I tried to tell John years ago that if he ran for office back in 2016, this was all going to happen. Listen, you bastard. I lectured you guys for hours about how he was going to ruin the Republican Party and everything else, and you guys looked at me and grinned. I want everything that Trump (laughs) accidentally wants. He doesn't want it from an intellectual depth. He wants it because of accident. And if you give him, you know, a reason to change his mind quickly, he'd be happy to. Oh God, yes, whatever would whatever on, on would any subject. Him. Yes, absolutely. Yep. He's a he's a horrible, horrible, horrible human being. He's dreadful, and I don't know why a guy like Hammer could look at a guy who's wanted in about twelve different states on about forty-eight different charges <laughs> would find in him a a presidential <laughs> candidate. And they're saying, well, that's all because he's being gone after. It's a witch hunt. No, it isn't. Some of it is. Some of it is. But 85% of it isn't. So we got that going for it. Yeah, looking forward to 2024 there, <laughs> My My ability to look at the life the way that our Wyzetta friend is looking at it didn't last long, did it? Nope, it didn't, Joe. Really did not. We didn't even have we we've been taking a break yet? You're, uh, you're no. already there. We I'm gonna tell to. you right now though about precision garage door. <laughs> oh. They're busy, they're hiring, 
and they've had great response in their hiring. They still need warehouse people. That's not a bad gig. They pay great salaries, have great benefits, and the people who work there love working there because they stay, because the outfit's competent and they're fair. It's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities and Western Wisconsin. They serve the metro area in Western Wisconsin. The uh, Every indication I've received from from emailers is that they're the best at it. They they tell you, hey, we're now away. Here yep, we come. Done. And then they keep you updated throughout the whole process. Or in my case, you could just hang out outside with them and, and shoot the breeze. Shoot the shoot the breeze about them. They're good people and they're an equal opportunity employer. You need this telephone number next to your telephone. I'd it's a say better telephone way to say it. closet, but people don't know, work, what yeah, don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Six one two two six three six nine eight five. See if you're a good fit. Get it? Because they'll even fit a new door. They do everything. Rollers, springs, lights, doors, uh, the remote openers, you name it. Precision Garage Door has it handled. PrecisionDoorMN.com. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. You know who else is unstoppable? The uh, company called Zero Res right here in Minnesota. And they are here to clean your carpets, check out your air ducts, and make sure you have a great experience. I've used Zero Res in the past, and I will continue to use Zero Res. 17,000 reviews, 4.9 rating on Google, and the Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee. Right now, the, uh, Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, it's all over. There's going to be some stains, and why not just freshen up in 2024? Time to call the cleaning pros at Zero Res. Your air ducts, yep, help alleviate allergies or asthma. It's important to enjoy less dust, lower energy bills, and your home's going to stay cleaner longer. Have you ever Googled Zero Res? Listen. Do it and learn all about them. Uh, they stand behind all of their work. Don't do it yourself. Those machines are not strong enough. The Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee makes it easy to get what you pay for. They stand behind every cleaning. Call Zero Res today and ask for the Rook Special. Three rooms, Zero Resified, starting at just 119 bucks. And don't forget Dirt and Danner's favorite hiding place. Your air ducts take 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z or go online ZeroResMinnesota.com and tell me you want the rookie special. Spelled forwards or backwards, it's spelled exactly the same. How amazing is that company? Zero Res. Both Biden and Trump will ruin the country. It's just that they'll do it in different ways. 
uh, Biden, for example, uh, this immigration policy is untenable. It, it can't continue. That's not sustainable. It's ruinous. It's it's thousands and thousands of people flooding across the border. I believe in the month of December, basically the city of Pittsburgh came across the border. Now, you have uh, the Homeland Security Chief Mayorkas. Yes. He was on, what, a CNBC show? The Morning Joe. The Morning Let's Joe. Let's go. All right. And what did uh, Mayorkas uh, have to say to Morning Joe? Uh, here we go. Talk to, talking about the border invasion. As you know, Mr. Secretary, Border Patrol in the month of December processed more migrants entering the United States illegally than any month in the history of that agency. Why is that happening? What, how do you explain it? So we are seeing the greatest number of displaced people, not only at our southern border, not only in the Western Hemisphere, but across the globe. You know, I am involved in bilateral and multilateral meetings with my counterparts from foreign countries in Europe, uh, in Asia, in the Indo-Pacific, all over the world. And migration, the challenge of displaced people, is a subject that comes up in every single conversation. We have the effects of climate change, poverty, increasing level of authoritarianism, the very many challenges that are at the root cause of the displacement of people around the world. Well, he didn't answer the question, or he did it, is so unsatisfactorily that it's preposterous. I'm supposed to believe that these bedraggled poor souls with their belongings on their back, dragging a kid along with them, are fleeing climate change? I don't. That's preposterous. Yeah. They, climate change would be the least of their problems. So when they come across the border illegally... We did get the, the camera crew. Uh, did we put the mic in their face and say, on the list of your concerns, yeah. uh, sir or ma'am, yeah. you, you don't think climate change would be on the top of that list? Doesn't some means of control have to be established? How can this, you're giving away the country. Well, one guy tried to build a wall. Yeah, I'm going to get Mexico to pay for it. How'd that work out? <laughs> Uh, from the center of the American experiment, a piece by Bill Glahn. Uh The share of the foreign-born population of the state of Minnesota is increasing, which is fine, by the way. I'm not xenophobic. You want to come in here and, you know, become a carpenter or a law school grad? Provide your family you an opportunity? Yep, absolutely. But all we're ending up with is food fraud scandals and... Uh, Crime and everything else you can put again. Well, Mark Anderson doesn't see that. I hate to. Uh, I hope Mark realizes I'm not. I'm not uh, impugning him. I'm just amazed that someone doesn't see any of this. But Mark shares yeah. the viewpoint of a lot of other apparently so people in this state. Apparently, uh, uh, international uh, net international immigration, which told a thirty, which totaled thirty five thousand people since the last national census, Minnesota has lost. 46,000 people to other states, but has increased its foreign-born population to 8.7%. Maybe that, maybe that isn't enough to, uh, to worry about, but these statistics become obsolete before they're published. With more than 10,000 illegal immigrants crossing the southern border every day, 
and it's not clear how the uh, job of federal authorities are doing in documenting the undocumented immigrants entering the country. Minnesota may not rank as one of the most popular destinations for current immigrants. They're not really they're not really illegal immigrants. They're displaced people. Uh-huh. Well, that's, that's by the their own choosing they're displaced. No one's displacing them. You can stay in Nicaragua and try to have a better government, but I guess it's easier to walk 5,000 miles and try to get in here. Uh, okay, wherever. My point, let's not even... <laughs> I mean, I, there's nowhere to go with this. Uh, but the, the Biden ba- people just took... I think a thousand immigrants to Whitewater, Wisconsin, hmm. and as either Jordy pointed out or Kelsey or whatever, it, it's it's not okay for the governor of Texas, Abbott, to deliver busloads of immigrants to Chicago or New York, but it's okay for Biden to deliver a thousand to Whitewater, Wisconsin. Now, well, how is Whitewater, right. Wisconsin, supposed to pay for that? Your guy Brandon Johnson was also on one of the outlets over the weekend saying. This is a national emergency because of the buses. And he called it, I, well, I better not say what I was going to say, but he basically blamed the other side of the political aisle for this. He blamed the Republicans? Yeah. Well, how can you? He what said, are they doing? I believe he said it was something along the lines of right-wing agenda because of what, because of what Greg Abbott decided to do in Texas. Well, what's no, he supposed to do? What's he supposed to do? The, the, this isn't, I agree with him, though, when he said this is a national emergency. I agree with him when he said that. I was in Chicago over the weekend, and busloads were arriving, and they're no longer allowed in the city proper. They've got a drop-off point in the suburbs. And you don't ride the bus. No, but if I did, <laughs> yeah, but they've got it's they're they're developing a system. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens when the uh, Democratic National Convention is held in Chicago this summer. I don't know where these poor people are going to live. Won't we just do what we did in San Francisco? Just clean we'll it up. Clean her up for about a week, yeah, and then two weeks. <laughs> I, see, I personally think the country's in a horrible mess. Yeah. Just a horrible mess. It is. Now, it, it's not entirely unrelated to bring up the horrible uh, plane crash in Tokyo. Three hundred and. Uh, a, a jetliner with 379 passengers and an entire crew uh, hit a Coast Guard plane that apparently was in the wrong place at the, uh, at the uh, Tokyo's Haneda Airport. And that caused the Coast Guard plane to explode, and they lost five people out of six on the Coast Guard plane. Mm-hmm. Three, and then the, the passenger jet completely engulfed in flames. And if you've seen the after pictures, it's just a metal skeleton. There's nothing left of the plane. All 379 passengers and the crew are alive. They all got off safely. And the first thing I thought when I heard about this and saw it and read about it was, if that happened in this country, 350 people would have died. It's just the difference, I think, in cultures. 
we would have had people try to take selfies of the flames and <laughs> reaching behind them for their cheeseburger and blocking the aisle. And, oh, God. And, 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 and seriously, in this country, it would have been a bleep show. Yes. It, uh, unfortunately, people would have died. I have no doubt about that in my life. In Japan, the culture uh, compels a different kind of discipline. I think, than, than we're accustomed to. I think that's Have fair. you ever seen uh, sometimes on social media someone will throw in a, uh, a video clip of, say, a, uh, a teacher in Japan uh, preparing her classroom before the arrival of four- and five-year-olds, and the teacher will throw junk all over the floor. Then the children are admitted, and the first thing they do is they clean up everything, they put it back where it's supposed to be, and they sit at their desk at attention. Have you ever seen a film uh, of of Chinese, not Chinese, Japanese kids uh, at a crosswalk, the cars stop, they walk across, and they bow to the driver for having stopped? That's not the way it works here. (laughs) This country doesn't work that way. We handle things a bit differently. So it doesn't surprise me, I, I consider it a miracle but it doesn't surprise me that 379 people got off a flame of a plane engulfed in flames or soon to be engulfed in flames sliding down the chute one after the another they all got out that's a do you think that would happen in at O'Hare airport no no <laughs> do you think that would happen at LaGuardia no LA MSP I say yes cuz yes. I believe in rookie. we they're all being briefed Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't happen here. Oh. People would be fighting for their luggage and worried about their laptop and where's my phone. Uh, I don't think that that obviously didn't happen in this case. They must have had one goal in mind. Let's all get off the plane. Yeah, I saw a comment from the airline where apparently that's very common. For some reason, people always go back even though they know they might die. In this case, they said they did not have one instance of a passenger trying to go back. To, trying to go to back. retrieve a bag, for example. Yeah, no carry-on luggage, no anything. And they I don't want to put evacuated. That would not have happened here. And I don't want to put words into my guy's uh, uh, mouth over here, but you do see bad etiquette at the airport often. Oh yeah, people are me, 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 me. Yep, me, 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 me. Well, that, that you know, we. I have nowhere to go with this socially, uh, uh, except to say there's not a doubt in my mind this would have been a disaster in America. Where where could this where would this have been handled as smoothly in America if it was full of Americans? And I take it this jet was full of Japanese. Okay, but we did have Sully. Uh Sully was Maybe that a, was too long ago. No, that was 2009, a great example of heroism. I mean, a guy that knew what to do. But it, but, 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 but it's I mean, different because the deplaning, the deplaning of they're all sitting there on the wings yeah. and but isn't that the, a different case? Because that's one guy being heroic, saving a plane. Whereas this, I don't, I don't know. Is, is it comparable? You're, well, you want to make comparable the deplaning process. Yes. Okay. And uh, Sully got all his people off that plane. I agree. That didn't stop some pigs from suing. Right. You know. And again, like you pointed out, it's 2009. That's a long time. A lot of stuff has happened since then. A lot of stuff. Well, I'm happy that like this him. turned out this way. I'm happy. Yes. For these people. It's a, it was a miracle. You're on record. I'm on record as saying that's a miracle. Because <laughs> that's a miracle that would not have happened here. I still have to get to Claudine Gay. 
Oh. Uh, and I'm going to. Okay. But not until we take a break and hear from John. How about you hear from me first? All right. Because oh. I want to talk about the best going out there right now, and that's Hoffer and Water and Connecticut. Uh, here's the number. So get on the schedule today. 612-895-2440. I saw you didn't write it down. Write it down. 612-895-2440. Hofferman Water has been proudly supporting the Garage Logic podcast for a number of years, and they are very thankful to all of you GLers that have already scheduled your free water analysis, Joe. I just want to sh- give a shout out to Emmer. You might think I'm brave for, for saying what I'm saying you know, on the on the air, but I'll be glad to say it to your face. You, we, you, you've received calls and emails asking you to come on this show, and I'll be glad to sit within arm's length of you and tell you you have no balls. So uh, please, please come on the air if you think if you think you can handle it. Now we'll. Uh, Here's your plea. Now we'll take a break. Hoffermanwater.com. That's, that's an invite I wouldn't pass up, huh? <laughs> Get on the schedule today and tell them you heard it <laughs> about it from Tom Emmer in the GL podcast. Oh my God, he looked it he up. Looked it I up. had to look at Europe because I wanted to make sure. Let's go oh, here. Who's on my mind? Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Are Joe Souchere. Huh? Are these different? Yeah, these are pretty fresh. I'm doing PK Mayo today. Let's pull, yeah. You know who else is different? Minnesota Masonic Charities. Different from the rest. One of the leading grant makers in the state donating millions each year impacting education, cancer research, elder care, children's health, and community service, and has been a huge part of Minnesota history. Of the 87 counties, 23 are named after Masons. Hubert Humphrey, Harold Stassen, William and Charles Mayo, all were Masons. Of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence, six were Masons. A lot of terms that we use every single day, like third degree, Foursquare, Black Ball, all come from Masonic traditions. And you can learn more about, they have a great facility in uh, Bloomington. Uh, get in touch with them. Learn more about the Minnesota Masonic History Center. It's in Bloomington. Or go to mnmasoniccharities.org. There's a lot to learn. There aren't any secrets. There's a lot to learn with Minnesota Masonic History Center in Bloomington. mnmasoniccharities.org. Here's Mr. John Height for the New Year's newscast. Thank you, Joe. This news brought to you by North American Banking Company. A house fire in St. Paul early today sent six children and one adult to the hospital with severe injuries to some of them, according to officials. Fire personnel alerted about 1.30 in the morning to the fire in the small house in the 1200 block of North Arkwright Street. They arrived in less than three and a half minutes, according to Deputy Fire Chief Roy Mucasso. The flames were quickly doused. Fire crews found inside that the children and the adult inside were all unresponsive. The condition of some of the occupants required immediate life-saving measures. The cause of the fire has not yet been discovered, but officials say it does not appear to be suspicious. Dozens of people had to be rescued from the ice on Lake of the Woods on New Year's Day. That's the latest emergency response during an uncharacteristically mild winter. Lake of the Woods County Sheriff's Office said it got a report just before 3 in the afternoon Monday that 20 to 25 people were stranded on the north end of a pressure ridge that had cracked open. Yes, sir. No, I'm waiting until you're done. Oh, okay. I just wanted the, you to know that I have some something to add to your story. 
Gotcha. The time of the call, Long Point Resort had brought a boat out into the open water to bring people from the north side of the Pressure Ridge onto the south side, where they were then brought to shore by UTV or snowmobile. The Department of Natural Resources helped the Sheriff's Department in the rescue attempt using airboats and UTVs to get people off the lake. In total, about 50 people were rescued. Uh, I said last week, if I was king, I'd put a fence around Upper and Lower Red and not, that let, run you? not let anybody on it till the ice was a foot thick. Right. Willard Anger uh, has an idea that many of us have also had. He suggests that each person requiring rescue is given an itemized bill for every last cent of the cost of the rescue. That might make people think a little deeper about questionable ice. I, I, I wouldn't uh, dispute that at all. Give these morons a bill. Right. I don't want to pay for that. I don't want to pay for this. You're an idiot to go on the ice. There was a... No fish is worth it. That's right. No fish is worth (laughs) it. There was a video, I believe it was Prior Lake, in which there was a group of people water skiing over uh, over the holiday break. I don't blame them. They might as well. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. You're going to get frostbite? Go ahead. Well, you got a wetsuit. Go water skiing. Weather also affecting Minnesota's famous John Bear Grease Sled Dog Marathon. It will not run in 2024, organizers announced yesterday, saying there's a lack of snow. Race organizers said this was not an easy decision, but with concerns over the weather, safety of the dogs, mushers, and volunteers, it was the only decision we felt comfortable with. The more than 300-mile race was scheduled to kick off from Duluth January 28th. Now the 40th running of the Bear Grease is postponed until January 26th of 2025. Organizers said postponing to later this winter wouldn't be feasible because of unpredictable weather and conflicts with other races. 20-year-old man received a 23-year term yesterday for killing a 17-year-old boy. Uh, We talked about this story when it happened outside a Plymouth apartment complex during a dispute over high-end sneakers. Augustus Surleaf of Plymouth was sentenced in Hennepin County District Court after pleading guilty to second-degree murder in connection with the killing of 17-year-old Racine Johnson of Albertville in November of 2022. With credit for time in jail since his arrest, Surleaf is expected to serve the roughly 14 and a half years in prison and the balance on supervised release. A co-defendant, Hans Madave, 20 years old of New Hope, agreed in November to plead guilty to second-degree intentional murder. In exchange for that plea, prosecutors agreed to go below state guidelines, gave him 12 and a half to uh, 12 and a half years in prison to more than 15 years. According to the complaints, officers arrived at the parking lot, saw a wounded Johnson inside a Buick SUV. A male told the officers he was the driver and that he ran when shots were fired. The driver said he and Johnson came to the parking lot to buy shoes. Two men were there and got in the SUV. Sirleaf gave Johnson one of the shoes in exchange for half the money. Sirleaf asked for the shoe back, but Johnson refused and Sirleaf shot him. One of the shoes? To the driver. I'll give you yeah. one. Well, was, well, he was for half the money, and then he was supposed to give the rest of the money for the other shoe. Would have been was a this, deal my dad would have gone in on, huh? Was this a... <laughs> I'll just take one. Was this a Craigslist deal? Yeah, they met uh, met up uh, after agreeing to it online. I don't know if it was Craigslist, but it was online. What a shame. The kid dies for a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. But this goes right down to behavior and I'm, I'm, lack of respect. I'm surprised Mary is letting him off, uh, is, is giving him that much time. Yeah. Yeah. 
After the new flag design was finalized here in Minnesota, some local agencies <laughs> say they're in the planning stage of evaluating the cost of changing the seal. The Hennepin County Sheriff explaining for her office alone, the change will be very expensive. Sheriff DeWano Witt said it's everywhere. It's on our badges. It's uh, on the badges. Uh, it, it is our badge. Excuse me. It's the patches. It's our badges. From the uniforms to the vehicles down to the letterheads, there's a state seal around every corner of the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office. Uh, soon they'll have to be changed, and Witt said the price tag to replace everything will cost about a half a million dollars. She said, we're starting to talk about how we're going to pay for this. We're figuring out, but it's going to be a process. She said the 2024 budget's already set in stone, so they can't use that. The updates are supposed to be done by January 1st of next year. Witt added she believes the state should help pick up the tab for the cost. And uh, the story uh, Joe has talked about already, despite the former president coming out against Tom Emmer becoming Speaker of the House and calling him names in the process, Emmer has endorsed Donald Trump for the Republican nomination for the presidency. Trump and his allies stopped Emmer's bid to become Speaker, calling him a globalist rhino in a statement in October. Uh, Minnesota's Republican U.S. Representatives Pete Stauber, Michelle Fishbach, and Brad Finstead joined Emmer in endorsing Trump. Yesterday, you want power that bad, Emmer? How, does Emmer have kids? Uh, yes, I don't know how many. <laughs> what do they think of dad? St. Thomas Academy grad at our yeah. trade school in Medota, huh? Uh, he should have taken a welding program. <laughs> Why don't we take a little break here and we'll be back with more news right after this? Cue the talent and whoa, 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 whoa. Truth, Justice, and the Suchere. Well, why haven't I heard this more previously? It's because oh, you never asked. Wow. Is this, uh, PK Mayo. PK? Yeah. I want to hear this. Come on. Come on, you got 17 seconds. Nice. I, I love it too when your email uh, provides background. Is that nice? It's a nice touch. <laughs> you know what? I love it. I love it when you get up in the morning and you look at your thermostat and it's 69, 70 degrees where you want it to be. The other morning I did get up and it was at 65. And I don't know why the heat wasn't coming off. So I did some investigative work and reset it. And now it's. Flowing freely. I didn't have to call Welter Heating. I would have. They would have been out right away with one of their certified technicians bragging about their 100 plus years of um, history. Time out. Four generations. Because I know Welter's really? a huge GLer. Yep. The ad for Ray Welter, Welter how are you putting up with is this? the time that you didn't have to call him. Right. Because you go to welterheating.com. before where a guy says, here's an example of where I didn't have to even call my sponsor. They give it away. They give it away for free. Go online to welterheating.com. Hey, how are you putting up with this? Rick, you go to the blog, and the blog answers so many frequent questions. Oh. They're giving it away for free. Now, if a moron like me couldn't fix oh, the problem. God, that was fun. I would have called Welter. Yeah. I would have called 612-825-6867. A human being would have picked up the phone and said, what's your problem? Here's my problem. We'll send a tech out certified, and they'll fix it. Whether it's your furnace, whether it's your cooling, uh, air purification system, use their 100-plus years and four generations of history to make sure your home is oh-so-osty-toasty. 
Welterheating.com, 612-825-68. I said Osti Toasty. I was going to say, yeah. six, what is eight, Osti? Six, it's, it's a good. cereal brand. What is Osti? That's uh, Rick Welter's nickname. Hey, Osti, what's going on, man? How you doing, brah? Uh, Welter, we appreciate the uh, whole Welter family getting behind Garage Logic, and they want you to remember their name, Welter. Heat up your shelter with Ray N. Welter. Uh, I have to get back to news, but before I do, Rook, uh, I need to know everything you took about that ad, all the static. The only part I didn't get was when you said, why the heat was coming off. Yeah. Off. What does that mean? Off the meat the was, it wasn't that mean the heat wasn't it, turning on. The heat on wasn't or? turning on. Yeah, well, for some reason. On, not off. You, oh, you did said I say why off? the heat yeah. was coming off? And I huh? got very you wake up. Hey, you thank you for listening. These two morons didn't catch that. that uh, when the heat got on, you dug yourself a hole. He's a good newsman. He listened to it and challenged me on it. And you two were like, oh, no, 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 no I caught it. my thumb. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, hung up on the fact that you used the ad time to say the time that you didn't call them. That's what got All yeah. they want is to get, get the website right and just tell them we got experience. In, uh, in other news, uh, luckily, you know, uh, things might be a little messy around the U.S., but luckily in the Middle East, boy, they're going off just easy, you know, yeah. no problems, right? Yeah, things becoming a bit more intense and muddled in the Middle East. Two bombs exploded minutes apart Wednesday at a commemoration for a prominent Iranian general who was killed in a U.S. drone strike in 2020. At least 103 people killed, 140 injured. The gathering marked the fourth anniversary of the killing of General Qasim Soleimani. Remember, he's the head of the Revolutionary Guards elite quids force in a U.S. drone strike in Iraq. The explosions occurred near his grave site as long lines of people gathered for the event. Iran has multiple foes who could be behind the assault, including exile groups, militant organizations, and different state actors. Nobody so far has claimed responsibility for the explosions. Russia and Ukraine today exchanging hundreds of prisoners of war in the biggest single release of captives since Russia's full-scale invasion in February of 2022. Ukrainian authorities said that 230 Ukrainian prisoners of war returned home. Russia's defense ministry said 248 Russian servicemen have been freed under the deal sponsored by the United Arab Emirates. This was the first exchange of folks between the USSR and Ukraine in almost five months. Uh, the plane crash Joe talked about earlier. Wall Street Journal reporting it was 18 minutes of terror, confusion, and determination, but it all worked out. Fire spreading in the back of the plane, smoke filling the cabin. The realization began to dawn on 367 passengers. They only had minutes to save themselves from a fiery death. 28-year-old Joseph Hayashi was in seat 27B coming back from a ski vacation in northern Japan. He said people were trying to get away from the jet engines because they were worried the jets would explode. He said, I'm not a scientist, but I know that fire and jet fuel aren't a good recipe. Everyone was just trying to get to the front. In tests, aircraft manufacturers show they can evacuate a plane in 90 seconds. However, in real life, it doesn't usually work that way. This took 18 minutes. Some things went wrong. It took planes doors too long to open. The PA system didn't work, and most of the evacuation chutes weren't available. But authorities say a lot went right, too. Once the doors opened, passengers calmed down, followed directions. The airline said it was prepared to stop people who tried to go back to get bulky carry-on luggage or bring it with them. But they said it didn't happen. Folks didn't bring any of it with them. They mm. all got off the plane in normal fashion. And that's what not that, that would not have happened here. People have had people yeah. fighting to go back and get their bag. 
Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, the uh, Japanese Airlines jet had hit a Japan jo- uh, Coast Guard plane that was on the same runway that had food, water, and other relief supplies for the region on the Sea of Japan coast that was hit by an earthquake the day before. Unfortunately, in that plane, five of the six personnel were killed. The plane's captain hospitalized after escaping with injuries, told investigators at the hospital he entered the runway after getting permission to do so. However, the Coast Guard also can't find a record of such permission, according to the Coast Guard official. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump appealing a decision from Maine's top election official that disqualifies him from the state's Republican presidential primary. Trump's the frontrunner for the Republican nomination. He asked a state superior court to reverse a decision from Secretary of State Shanna Bellows, barring Trump from the March 5 primary ballot. Bellows, a Democrat, concluded that Trump incited an insurrection in an attempt to hold on to power following his defeat in 2020. The ruling came after a group of former Maine lawmakers petitioned Bellows to keep Trump off the ballot arguing he could not serve as president under a provision of the U.S. Constitution that bars people from holding office if they engaged in insurrection. This is also happening in Colorado, when he, where he's been taken off the ballot, and the U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to hear that case. Okay, here's where it gets so damn messy. I don't believe she should have the right as a secretary of state to do this. Because it's too... It's not her position right, to do this. And it's too political. You can't hide that. That's, She's a yeah. moron, too. Right. It should... Yeah. Don't you think all those should be handled by a court of yes. some sort? Yes. Yes, definitely. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has collected enough signatures to appear, uh, to appear on the 2024 presidential ballot in Utah. This is the first state where that candidate, a prominent anti-vaccine conspiracy theorist, has qualified. Kennedy has met the 1,000 signature requirement needed to qualify for the Utah ballot. He can now officially file to run as a presidential candidate in the state before a March 5 deadline. Now, why is he nuts? He's been considered nuts. Why he's, is he got nuts? Some, uh, he's, he's got some. Well, he's got conspiracy uh, theories about vaccines, about Ukraine, about yeah, numerous. He's things. a sharp guy, but yeah, he's a, he's a little wacky. Would he he's, run as an independent? Uh, right? I have no idea. John? I think he he's trying to run against Biden, right, for the Democratic nomination. Well, is he trying to get the Dem- well? Because my question was going to be, if he did run as an independent, who is he going to take votes from? That according to the studies, half the studies said Biden and half said Trump. So who knows? Okay, no, no, no. who knows? Why not? I'll Jump f- on in. Let's go. What a year this is going to be! Oh, oh hey. roller coaster! Hey now, up and down! Hey, <laughs> roller coaster! <laughs> Uh, more weird trouble. This story's never going to go away either. The Florida GOP chair, uh, chairman, oh, Christian God. Ziegler, yeah. and his wife. Uh, cops now say they're looking into whether Christian Ziegler committed video voyeurism, which is a crime, as part of that rape investigation into Ziegler. The revelation arrives in a new search warrant affidavit filed by a Sarasota detective that seeks files from Ziegler's Instagram account. The 40-year-old chairman and his wife, Bridget Ziegler, a co-founder of Moms for Liberty, the group that actively campaigns against books they see as being obscene, have been under fire since a Florida journalism watchdog reported cops were investigating him for raping a woman who was the couple's menage a trois partner. They they filmed it and they called it. It's just a little ice cream. Just a little ice cream. Wow. Actually, they didn't film oh, theirs. Okay. They, oh, he went sorry, there. Willard. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, there was supposed to be another uh, threesome, but the wife didn't show up, and he did. 
And the woman says he raped her at that point. And so he just him and that. this other woman? Yes. And he so filmed they were a that. It, at this point, yes. Yeah. They'd already had a threesome, and it was supposed to be a threesome, oh. but the wife was detained somewhere else. You she know, Pat sure. nailed this, uh, what, Rick, 30, <laughs> 30 years ago? Yes, sir. What did he say? People are horny. That's right. <laughs> he told us the last nuance. <laughs> he told us in that lab mm-hmm. about 30 years ago, we were wondering what was going on, and Pat said, People are horny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now Ziegler's defense may come back to bite him. The new affidavit said that he told investigators he recorded video of the activity with the victim and wanted to show that, that to the detectives to prove it wasn't a rape. The problem is both his wife and the other woman say they know nothing of any videos involving sex. Neither gave their consent. That would be video voyeurism, a third-degree felony, five years behind bars. So, John, thank you. It's uh, it's amazing, also. isn't it? It's just amazing. Well, ten minutes. He's a Catholic. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. My opinion, man, of. The whole sordid affair involving Claudine Gay uh, probably is not a popular opinion. Certainly it will not be popular in Liberal Lakes, Euphoria, and Diversityville. Or that one guy in Woodbury. Wyzetta. Wyzetta, sorry. Uh, Close enough. To me, and I'm comfortable with with this opinion, but I I certainly insist that it is merely mine and I have nothing to to back it up with except all of my observations over the years. To me, she is the end game of a life made less than. She had no more business being the president of Harvard than than I do. Okay. Uh, She is... I would guess, it's my opinion, I would suspect she she was made less than. And the liberal elites who do that to people of color are destroying people of color. They're not boosting them. They're not helping them. They're not endorsing them. They're ruining them. And I, I look at her and I see a very humiliated woman with her back up. She's not resigned. And I don't know if she's played the race card yet, but Ibrahim X, who has a phony job at Harvard mm-hmm. teaching a course that can't be graded, he's uh, well into her defense, uh, indicating that, the, that this is purely racism for why she's stepping down. I don't see it that way. I don't think she was equipped to be the president of Harvard. I'm sure there are many black women who could be. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I think she found herself uh, in an environment that immensely pleased the Harvard board. Look what we've done. Right. We've, we've, we've brought her all the way up to be the president. They, they're not capable of being ashamed of themselves. They're not capable of understanding that diversity, equity, and inclusion movement must end. It's deleterious. It's ruinous to people. It's absolutely ruinous. That's how Biden, for example, is one of the ways he's ruining the country. You got uh, Claudine Langer or whatever is uh, who's the press? 
Who's the his press secretary? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme, or whatever the hell her name is. <laughs> he says, everything the president does is based on diversity. That's the problem. Everything shouldn't be based on it. That's In any event, here's this woman. Who's I'm just having to step down now, and uh, there's a billionaire Harvard graduate guy named Bill Ackman who has uh, wasted no time in issuing a public reaction to her resignation, delivering a three-word response. Uh, I don't know what that was. I think it was something along the lines of it's about time or what took so long. I, I don't know. Ackman has led calls for gay University of Pennsylvania President Liz McGill and MIT President Sally Kornbluth to resign in disgrace ever since their disastrous appearances at a House committee hearing on the rise of anti-Semitism on their campuses last month when all three refused, refused, refused to say that calling for the genocide of Jews on their campuses breached their rules and amounted to harassment. They were not capable of it because we've went through this lesson. Why? Because they, they have been taught, they've been ingrained, they've been immersed in a system that doesn't even realize they're the heads of institutions of learning. They're the heads of institutions that sort out the oppressed from the oppressors. And so at the risk of offending the oppressed kids on campus, you wouldn't dare say that calling for genocide of Jews is ab ab abhorrent and is definitely against our rules. Right. You have to come up with what they came up with with a consultation with a law firm. Well, it depends on the context. No, it doesn't. There is no context. Right. You're wrong. Ackman is the CEO at Pershing Square Capital Management. He's given a lot of money to uh, Harvard and other schools. He has led calls for the presidents of Harvard, Penn, and MIT to resign. Uh, McGill resigned just days after her testimony. Now Gay is gone, and uh, Ackman has said it's time for the only one of the three presidents remaining to leave. That would be Sally Kornbluth at MIT. Uh, Ackman tweeted Tuesday, at two Sally, at two means also you in Latin. Uh, Ackman was not alone in this sentiment. Uh, fellow Harvard alum, Representative Elise Stefanik, a Republican New York, whose line of questioning at the House hearing exposed the school's policies, also took to uh, X following Gay's resignation and posted two down. Barstool Sports founder Dave Portnoy issued a similar reaction saying, See ya, Claudine Gay. Two down. MIT is on the clock. Portnoy, who just won $1 million in a bet on the Rose Bowl when he bet on Michigan. Did he? Yeah. Why, why did we seek his opinion on the matter? I don't know why we're having yeah. him. Yeah. Well, you know what? Actually, that that's a, a ray of hope because Barstool Sports and Portnoy, with the young 25-year-old and 30-year-old kids. That's true. That he's a he's they listen and he's saying f that it's wrong. Yeah, but he's he's yeah, not yeah. the best uh, no, human I'm being. Not, really, I'm thank, too. You. I'm thank not, you, John. I was I'm not saying you. he's a Saint Dave. I'm just saying no, he's actually kind of a human piece of garbage. But well, he's pretty funny. He does but other good than that, so far MIT's board apparently <laughs> remains in support of Cornbluth. I don't know how they they can of the three institutions, Penn. Harvard and MIT, MIT at least might be a fighting chance to get a legitimate degree in something. Okay. 
Uh, it has it's ruined. It's a failed academy, just given by the the nature of their presidency. It's a failed academy, but somewhat less failed, perhaps, than Penn or. Uh, well, if Dave Harvard. Portnoy is going to speak, then I would like to speak on behalf of <laughs> Minnesota State University Mankato. Let's go. Uh, I doubt if it could get more failed than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That uh, it's a shame. I, I feel that this woman has been humiliated. She she should not have been where she was. She was out of her league? And again, that opinion is going to be unpopular in diversity, value, for and liberal lakes. But you are the people that continue to push DEI initiatives. They are ruinous. They go against the human condition of individuality and freedom and earn your own way. And I'm afraid she's an example of being made less than her whole life. Maybe if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I, that's what I see. When I see her, when I see her or listen to her remarks... Uh, she's wholly dependent on someone giving her copy to read. I am going to miss the memes, though, because the memes were pretty good. Well, she did give her resignation speech, but it was Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. Right. That's yes. the thing. Oh, yes. Bang, bang, boom. Yeah. Hey. That kind Hold of thing. Hold on. Yeah. But oh, boom, boom. But it's a shame. There was uh, also the still... shame, and that's why DEI has got to go. This is what you yeah. end up with. Yes. And it has nothing to do with race, except it does have everything to do with race. You people that engineered her rise through the failed academy are evil. You and, should be ashamed of yourself. And you mentioned him earlier, but I was just reading Ibram X. Kendi's tweet about Ibram this from X. yesterday. Kendi's a phony who has a wow. professorship at Harvard. He said this is entirely racism. He called it the race. So he says the racist mobs won't stop until they topple all black people from positions of power and influence who are not reinforcing the structure of race. I can't. How, how do you, can you not see through this? Well, clown? how can you compete with Ibrahim X or whatever his name is? Candy. Candy. Yep. How can you compete with him? He's he's a lost soul. He's this is what he's married to, and he's not changing. And he's making a lot of you money. You as doing a white it. person are horrible. And and here's my proof: Claudine Gay had to resign. Well, she had to resign because she was going to cost her school too much money. She right. had to resign because she was wrong. She had to resign because she, in her heart, she doesn't call for the genocide of Jews, for God's sakes. And why but, can't she? But just she was say in it. so over her head. Well, she didn't know what to say. None of the three did. I know. Had to meet with a consultant first. Had to meet with a consultant from the White Shoes Law Firm, who fed them one word that they all used: context. It was terrible display of the failed academy. Yeah. I think it's opened some eyes. I hope. Oh, it certainly opened the eyes of of the uh, the uh, hedge fund guy, Bill. What's his name? What what did I say his Acker. name? Was? Bill Acker. William Bill Acker. Acker. Or Ack. Yeah, that's not his name, is it? Ack, isn't it? A A C K. Ack. Ack. Yeah, Eckert. Eckland, huh? Dennis Eckersley. Yeah, E K. Bill Ackman. 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 There we go. With an A or an E. A. A C K M A N. Bill Ackman. Fourteen. Who was way out in front of this, by the way? I mean, he was instantly, instantly enraged. He's not coming to the table lately. No. Yeah, he was mutton for dinner last. No, that's Ackman with just one M. 
Only because they come to us. <laughs> Joe's ending the show now. <laughs> Look at me. I have sooch paste. What is on it? my shirt? Sooch paste. That's what I'm calling it. Sooch paste. <laughs> you have I'm brushing my teeth this morning, and I, I went, "Damn it!" I don't. And I said, "Shoot, I have sooch paste." Well, I, why is this such an issue for you two? Well, I'm not always. I mean, the sometimes my lip don't seal right my, the when, he's, when he's got the drool coming out. Yeah. You know, I'm not there yet. Well, you are well, obviously well, 55. Obviously, you're there. It turns at 55, huh? Wow. That's about when you start leaking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only because they come to us wow. all the way from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day. January 3rd. In 1848, a sewing club called the St. Paul oh. Circle of Industry was formed to raise money for a new school in St. Paul. The building was completed in August 1849. Huh. On this day, uh, one three in 1905, the Minnesota Legislature met for the first time in the third state capitol building. This is the one designed by Cass Gilbert. Got it. On this day, uh, are you talking about January third? Yes, I am. In mm. 1916, Maxine Andrews was born in Minneapolis uh-huh. nice. with her sisters Laverne, born in 1911, and Patty. Born in 1918, she formed the Andrews Sisters, known as America's wartime sweethearts, and remembered for their 1941 hit, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. And on this day. Was that the only song they had? No, they did not. No, there was a lot more. On this day. January 3rd. In 1940, the Marlboro Apartment Hotel burned in Minneapolis, leaving at least four people missing, 25 in hospitals, and 18 dead. Mm. Apparently Mm. caused by a burning cigarette carelessly thrown into a garbage chute. Now, would there there be any other way the cigarette would have been thrown into (laughs) a garbage chute? They always put carelessly. Is there irony that it's the Marlboro building? Is a little, but it's okay. spelled differently. Oh. Uh, uh, With sig- an A or an O? M A R L B O R O U G H. Yeah, write that one down for I me, did please. <laughs> Don't do that to me all the time. <laughs> uh, carelessly thrown down a garbage chute. The fire was described in the Minneapolis Journal as the worst catastrophe in the city. And that's saying something since the explosion of the Washburn A mill. On May 2nd, 1878. Wow. So it was on this day in, 18, in 1940, January 3rd. Mm. Thank you, GLers. We're off to a roaring start I'll say. for 2024, and we're going to get rid of DEI. We have to. It's going to kill us all. I don't care what race you are. It's no good. It's bad. It's a bad thing. I'm excited about 2024 and the de-escalation of DEI. You want to learn more about it? Go to garagelogic.com. Well, you won't learn anything about DEI yet, but you can learn more about the town council, the show. Town council is a great deal. Ten bucks a month, $100 for the entire year, and you will be an audio voyeur. You'll be checking us out during the show, during the ads, uh, during the breaks, during before and after the talk. show, during sports talk, which is coming up right next to here. Very excited to hear that. Uh, thanks, GLers. Good luck in 2024. It's going to be a, just a, a great year. I mean, <laughs> God. God.
Try not to love me. Let's try. <laughs>